97X. Band the future of rock and roll. Welcome to Dong Teeny, episode number 73. On today's show, the ladies discuss the politics of Brazilian waxing, the significance of Pulp Fiction, and the horror of hitting, by accident, reply to all. And now, and now here are your hosts, Simone Turkington and Stephanie Drury. Hello, Simone. How are you, Dong? I'm dong very well. Thank you, Stephanie. How are you dong? I don't think we've talked about Monroe transfers enough on this show. <laughs> no, no, we certainly have not. And um, So what yeah, else is up? I, <laughs> <laughs> See, the thing is, now you said that, and in our world, someone only needs to say Monroe transfer, and we're gone, you know. But, um, but I, think, uh, I don't think the average listener really knows what a Monroe transfer is. I don't think so, they do because I mentioned it to Carrie the other day and Carrie of all people said, I don't think I want to know what that is, do I? She's right. <laughs> she's really correct. She doesn't want to know what that is. But we're going to tell the listener and I don't know how this came up, but uh, we were on this, it, was, I, it was that road trip in 2008. It was all the rage, yes. as in talking about it, not doing it. <laughs> Sure. Yeah, so listen, we went on a road trip in 2008, me and Stephanie and Greg, and um, we had gone out to see Supergrass in New York, and then um, we continued on down south a little bit. Anyway, and I, Greg, I don't know how he heard about this, or I don't know, but he mentioned it, and, and then he we just talked about it all the time. And so the, the thing is a Monroe transfer, and a Monroe transfer, according to the Urban Dictionary... <laughs> When one person sticks a tube in their ass and then sticks it in someone else's ass and then shits in their ass. <laughs> when Greg told me about it, he's like, he's like, why are you getting so grossed out? It's a beautiful expression of love between two consenting adults. <laughs> <laughs> so that always goes along with our discussion of the Monroe transfer. And I was chatting with listener Eugene the other day and I told him about it and he was so upset that he's like, I can't unsee this. <laughs> I was so disturbed. And, and I can't find any other explanation for it other than other than this this urban dictionary. I can't find any record of anyone doing it or anything. So anyway, the other day I was telling Stephanie that, that Eugene was horrified by it. We were laughing hysterically. And then and then she said, this is all going on in chat. And, um, and then she said something about a rubber tube. And I said, oh, I always pictured it a clear plastic tube so you can see what's going on. And then she said, uh, oh, okay, I'll be sure to use a plastic tube next time. <laughs> and, then, and I'm at I work. And I just, I just fucking lost it. But I'm trying to LOS, laugh out silently, as you have to do at work. So I was just going, <laughs> like anyone who saw me would have seen, like I was completely losing it in the face, just not making any sound. So yeah, that was that was awesome and and a real a good use of LOSing, though my face <laughs> gave it all away. I mean, I was serious. I I was crying. So. Yay! <laughs> I made you cry with laughter. You totally made me cry. So um, yeah, I, I think well, it was also LOSing just while Eugene was horrified and 
yeah, it oh. was just all it was all great. The Monroe transfer, you know, it just keeps keeps on giving. Oh, what did he say? He's like, uh, well, you said you said, but Eugene, it's a beautiful expression of love. He's like more like a transference of germs, and like we yeah. thought that was really funny. No, no, a, I said it's an expression of love between two consenting adults, and he said it's a it's a transference of poor hygiene by two idiots, like by consenting idiots or something like that. <laughs> it's so true but LOSing it really gets you through the day at work well I was Good LOSing very early in the morning it was like the sun was just coming up I was riding the bus to work on Monday and um, I was looking uh, there was a woman sitting next to me who's, who was total grandma type um, and she was actually knitting no lie um, on the mm-hmm. bus next to me and I'm scrolling through Twitter and I read this tweet by Rob Delaney, and I started laughing, LOSing so hard that it was like jostling her arm while she's trying to drop a oh, pearl no. or whatever they do. <laughs> and um, she goes, well, it's certainly nice to see someone laughing this early on a Monday. And I'm like, oh, yeah, and trying to be polite. And, and inside I'm thinking, if she only knew I was laughing at this disgusting thing that Rob Delaney tweeted. And so here's his tweet that I was laughing at. Hey girl, is it cool if Chicago's horn sex and wa- section watches us fuck? They do a little thing when I come that I know you'll dig. <laughs> and just the concept of Chicago's horn section being in the room. Yeah. And like narrating with music what was going on. <laughs> they would know when he was coming and then the, it's such a the, great whatever visual. they did would be like a little flourish like Duh. Oh my god. <laughs> I just I, I love I love picturing adding to that whole scenario. So you have read that, you see that, you start laughing, and then she says that, and you're like, oh, I know, right? And and then you're like, here, here, and then you show her, and then just I would just love the like to see the actual. I like imagining that 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 follow up if she if you actually went ahead and showed her as though she would actually enjoy that. Oh, I would ruin her day. Get a load of this. <laughs> Horrifying. So what's right this um, Tarantino story that you wanted to tell? Oh, there's not really a story, but yeah, this uh, I guess, uh, I don't know if it's exactly this week or what, but yeah, this week they were celebrating 20 years since uh, Reservoir Dogs came out, so... Um they had screenings on Tuesday all around the country uh, at just regular theaters um, showing Reservoir Dogs. And then on Thursday, yesterday, they had um, Pulp Fiction. So I went to both because, you know, I love Tarantino. I love Reservoir Dogs. And Pulp Fiction is one of my all-time favorite movies. So I was like, I had seen it on the big screen once before, but it's like, I can't. That was like over 10 years ago. So I was up for it again. Oh, the film yeah, quality is so different. Like, you can tell it's shot in the analog and everything. But- yeah, yeah. No, it looks great. It's still it's just it's just it's so cool I was telling talking to my friend Mike about it just before I left and we were just talking like that movie's just so cool even though there's a bit of 90s fashion ekes in and embarrasses uh-huh. the people wearing it it doesn't the movie's just like really really holds up and yeah that's so weird so that you're mentioning it because this morning David and I were talking about it like on our way out the door and um, oh, really I was saying yeah and I was saying Pulp Fiction was one of those movies that changed my DNA like yes. I felt like I'd come home when I'd seen it. Like it was so messed up and disjointed, and yeah. I felt like there's something so familiar and hopeful about it. I was like, oh my god, there's like a whole other world out there that I can, <laughs> and and just the people I connected with over the movie. I was just so interesting because David was saying that there was a girl named Dana he had a big crush on, and he took her to see Pulp Fiction, and she's like, I don't get it, and she was a film major. <sighs> 
at a oh Christian university. God. But well. he's like, that was it for us when she didn't get it. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I saw it three times in the theater when it came out. And, it, and I remember my friend Jamie Bell's like, I don't get it. What's the point? And I was just heartbroken <gasps> that he didn't understand. Wow. I don't, so. I don't get those people. But yeah, for me, like I saw that I was only 17 when it came out. Um, I think it came out in 95 in Australia, even though it's from 94. So I don't know if it was delayed or what. But um, uh-huh. I remember just seeing the ad on TV. And I mean, you know, I always kind of, I never liked the most popular things or anything, but I still always liked pretty mainstream stuff, you know. And mm-hmm. I, you know, wasn't particularly weird, you know, in terms of my taste or anything. But when I saw that, I was just like... Like you said, like it changed your DNA. Like it hit something that was dormant in me. Like this mm. makes sense to me. This, like, I have to see this. Like this looks fucking weird, and I'm like drawn to it, and I have to have to go see this. So um, yeah, and I didn't get to see it in the theater because I was too young. Sure, to be 18. But, um, oh. but I think I finally saw it on 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 VHS maybe a year or so later, and then I saw it in the theater. And, yeah, but I mean, it, and it did it did what I thought it would do, you know, mm-hmm. just from the just from the trailer, you know. So. Yeah, so, um, and, and I, I love that after all this time, it still, you know, has that great, that great feeling and that great value to me. So, but yeah, it's like it opened that door. It's like, that's when I just sort of felt like, oh, this is just sort of more awoke who I, who I really am, you know? So mm. it sounds, it sounds corny to say all that shit, but that's what I really think, you no, know? it's <laughs> true. Like, it's true. All the true so, stuff is what's corny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but true. after seeing, I'd never seen any anything else by Tarantino, and so then I'm like, oh, I gotta see this Reservoir Dogs movie, and that did not resonate with me nearly like. <laughs> Pulp oh yeah, Fiction did, not the same except way. for the diner it. scene. <clears throat> I just like was not expecting. Like I was all, oh wow, lots of violence and, um, which I was fine with for some reason in Pulp Fiction. Like I lo- I cackled hysterically when he um, accidentally shot Jimmy in the face. You know, like I thought that was the funniest yeah. thing I'd ever seen. He, like I was like, how did he make that funny? But. Um, in Reservoir Dogs, I just really like the, especially the diner scene where they're arguing about tipping. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just that was just so good. Yeah. And lucky but um, star. yeah, so I, I guess his um, his new movie coming out is. So I've loved Kill, Kill Bill. I love Jackie Brown. I love mm-hmm. Inglorious Bastards. But the new one coming out, uh, Django Unchained, and um, I guess it comes out on Christmas. But we're gonna going to a preview screening on the seventeenth. But um, yeah, it's got fucking Leonardo DiCaprio in it and I have a serious oh. problem with this it's like why I, I can't take him seriously like I, I, I can't get over it anytime he's in anything I'm like who thought this was a good idea and now Tarantino's <laughs> doing it it just bums me out he still looks like the fucking kid from Growing Pains that's how I feel about Brad Pitt yeah, and I was bummed he was in Inglorious Bastards, but thankfully he wasn't in it that much. But and it really bugged me that B.J. Novak was cast, oh. that guy from The Office, the NBC's Office. That really bo- bothered me that yeah. he was in in Inglorious Bastards. I could not forget it was him. No, that really really bummed me out. But I mean, I'm still totally going to see it. I'm sure it'll still be great and transcend him. But it's just again with Inglorious Bastards, like I I still had to get over that that it was Brad Pitt and, I, and it just seems like um, Leonardo has a bigger role in this than Brad Pitt did so just bums me out I understand so, I just like the I think when I he have... used known people but not the most obvious A-list choices you know yeah so yeah like, you know, he made sense. everyone knew who John Travolta was, but I mean, John Travolta was so washed up when he put him in Pulp Fiction, and he like just instantly made John Travolta cool for five minutes until John I Travolta did. ruined it by being in terrible, terrible movies following that. So, that was um, my absolute favorite role John Travolta's ever, ever had. Yeah. <sighs> oh, he's so Followed good. Followed closely by Danny Zuko. 
So anyway, so he is holding out, hoping that uh, Django is great and that I can get over uh, Leonardo. So yeah, listener, tell me, tell us how you feel about Leonardo. I, I, I can't get over it. Can anyone else? Is it just um, me? And I also want to hear the listeners' thoughts on the movie What's Eating Gilbert Grape. <clears throat> because, oh yeah, yeah. Um, I think I, I like Leonardo and can get get past the groin pains thing just because he was so good. As a retarded, a retarded. <laughs> but yeah, but he's not like trying to be this leading man back then. It was very different. Right. Yes. Yeah, you're right. He's oh. gotten too many really super hot girlfriends and um, yeah. gotten his ass kissed a little too much. I think. But. He just bores me to fucking tears. There's that. <laughs> I don't know. Now you finally got How to Be a Woman, the book I by finally, Caitlin Moran. I finally got my instruction manual by Caitlin Moran. <laughs> Let's it do arrived this shit. in the mail. Um, so I was, um, I've read through the chapter where she talks about getting waxed, like, um, yeah, like just yep. shaving off her pubes and getting, you know, starting to get waxes. And she's just really angry that, like, being a woman costs money. Yes. <laughs> is what she was saying. And I thought it was really hilarious. So here's a chapter that I, chapter, just like a few sentences that I really liked. But she goes, I can't believe we've got to a point where it's basically costing us money to have a vagina. They're making us pay for maintenance and upkeep of our Lulus, like their communal garden. It's a stealth tax. Muff excised. This is money we should be spending on the (laughs) the electricity bill and cheese and berets. Instead, we're we're wasting it on making our chihuahuas look like a skanky chicken breast. God damn you mores of pornography that have made it into my undies. God damn you. And of course, it's pornography that's costing us all this money, time, and follicular pain. If you ask ask the question, why do 21st century women feel they need to remove their pubic hair? The answer is because everyone does in porno. Hollywood waxing is now total industry standard. Watch any porn made after, say, 1988, and it's all hairless down there. Close-ups are like watching Daddy Warbucks with no eyes eating a very large fidgety fidgety sausage. sausage uh, yeah I just I adore her I adore her she's yeah yeah so, I'm loving this no, the, book whole, so the whole book was great so we can talk more about different portions of it when you read more of the book I'm returning mine to the library today so uh, I hope I, uh-huh. I can remember keep up I'm sure you can jog my memory with your fresh memory um, <laughs> so yeah so I asked, after I read that chapter like, three weeks ago um, I asked you what you thought about about waxing and all that and I'm not going to get into detail of my personal hygiene except to say that I don't uh, believe in waxing down there or anywhere really but uh, and then and then I asked you about it and you said um, uh, and you said you you were, weren't against it so let's talk about that yeah I'm not against it when I can afford it and like Caitlin says like that's a big problem like it's really expensive but it's also really fantastic when you get it done but um have you ever tried it no i've never tried i've I've only ever waxed my legs um here's Mm -hmm. the thing right i i you know i hated as soon as any started getting hairy legs and i was like let's get rid of all this you know so i would just Mm -hmm. shave all the time and you know and it's like gosh if i could just wax if i could just suck it up and deal with waxing you know it'd be so great and you could just be hairless for longer and be nice and smooth so anyway Mm -hmm. so i only did a home wax i haven't had a professional wax so i waxed my legs and i was like oh my god this is the best thing ever i love this Mm -hmm. so much so anyway and then it starts coming back really soon. I'm like, what 
the fuck? And then you have to wait. You have to wait for it to grow back long enough so you can wax to it, do again. it again. I'm yeah. like, this is bullshit because if I just, I just shave my legs, you know, pretty much every other day, you know, mm-hmm. and so my legs are pretty much always smooth because I just always take care of it every day. And it's bullshit that it grows back thicker and coarser. It doesn't. It's a complete lie when people mm-hmm. tell you that. So I'm just like, this is painless. It's quick. It happens in like under a minute. And it, you know, it doesn't cost me anything. So mm-hmm. other than the razor. So I don't understand the whole purpose of doing that because you actually have to wait for it to grow back and it doesn't stay gone for that long so I'm just like this is this is idiotic it's painful and expensive and yeah so I hate that mm. so it's not that I'm against you know keeping things tidy in the nethers but you know mm. waxing is like it's fucking painful and mm. it costs money and for what for you know if you're in a relationship for one other person to see it you know Maybe if you're trying to go out and get laid, I could see why you might feel a little more self-conscious about it. But I just think it's—I think it's completely absurd. I mean, if you break down and think about what you are doing, it's absurd. And yeah, yeah that's my feeling of it. And I'm, I'm, yeah, don't believe in it at all. Oh, this girl I know, she posted on Facebook a few years ago. Ladies, if you don't wax down there, you don't deserve your man. Oh, please. What? Yes, that's well, the dumbest can thing. I, can you take me off the electoral roll while you're at it? I mean, wow. shit. Like, <laughs> wow. Yeah, that's like that, really weird. I know, and she was in a relationship, and I'm like, oh my <sighs> god, like, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like it's tied into that 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 it's such a disgrace to have hair down there. Yeah, that, exa- yeah, that's not good at all. I I wouldn't. I would be so disappointed if a guy expected that. Yeah. Um, or demanded it in any way. It'd be like, see ya. But, yeah, because um, it's, it's. I mean, come on. I mean, they're not going to wax their balls. <laughs> you know. <laughs> I mean, some oh do, but God. I mean, it's not. You're not telling that story. I'm protecting David right now. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to say for the record, David, David did not wax his balls. But <laughs> that's all that, that's as far as this is going. David, you can send me a, a check or a gift. <laughs> I can hear him going, thank God. Actually, when I knew we were going to talk about this, I already preempted saying that because I knew you would start to. <laughs> <laughs> so tempting. I know, it's a great story. But anyway, yeah, so I don't know. I just think, yeah, it's absurd. But yeah, because when I said, oh, I think it's absurd in chat, you put a sad face. And I'm yeah. like, oh. <laughs> because I'm like, did it affect you personally or did you just think that, oh. that it was sad for me? <laughs> I, well, a bit of both. Like, if you haven't tried, I don't know if you can you can fully say if it's absurd if you haven't tried it yourself, maybe. But you have done your leg waxing. So there's that. And I've yeah. never waxed my legs. I've never done that. Like, that oh, really? really seems like too much surface area and too much upkeep, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I waxed, just, when, I first, when I first discovered that waxing, this is like, I'm like, gosh, I must have been like 16 or something. Um, mm-hmm. 16 or 17. And so I did the leg. And I have, you know, like, just, you know, just, you know, like the fine hair just that you have all over your body. But there was like a little mm-hmm. bit like on my chest that I thought everyone could see really clearly. But of course, nobody can because it's like fine, just normal all over <laughs> hair, you know? Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh my God, this is so bad. So I tried to wax that and it came off. But then it like inverted the pores. So they were like sticking oh. out for six months so Stop i never it, did really? that again it inverted yeah. the pores yes they were just popped out for like i thought oh i my ruined God. my body forever 
So, um, yeah, so it was like that for about six months. Holy shit, And then just terrible. went away finally. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but no, but I, I, when you say doing it is, it's, as I said, I'm not, I'm not opposed to keeping it tidy. When you say, I don't think mm-hmm. I need to do it to feel it's absurd. Because look at, look at what, what are you doing and why are you doing that? And the pain and the expense, that's what's absurd. Mm-hmm. So that's why I don't feel like I have it's to like do it to, to call it absurd. Uh-huh. Because it's pointless. It's completely pointless. You but know, it feels it like everything... It's a, a kind of a game changer, though. Like, everything's just completely different. Well, it's just like... It's super fun. <laughs> getting it done is super fun? Or no, relation? no. The results. Oh, the results. It's like working out. It's like, this isn't fun, but then you feel really good when you're done. I'm like, Well, I'm going to cut this part out, what I'm about to say. <laughs> you know, it's like, it's great, but then... It, yeah. It's not worth yeah. the trouble. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. yeah, it's just like too expensive to do on any kind of regular basis. Like I see it kind of like Christmas or something. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. And the but salon, are... they give you wine, you know, and you're like drunk while you're doing it. So yeah. <laughs> So that's fun. And then you're driving home and I'm like, oh my God, I can't believe I'm driving. And I just had like all this wine. Yeah, it's like, but so. you're like letting somebody like look at your cooch. That's the other thing. You're like opening up. You're just flashing your business yeah, to a stranger and paying. But you know what? And it hurts like a motherfucker for like something that's not going to last very long. And it's, yeah. I think it, I mean, it's nothing compared to childbirth. Like, I mean, it's so much more <laughs> modest than childbirth. It's so much less painful than childbirth that I feel like I'm like, sure, whatever. <laughs> Go that ahead. That is like the worst, that's the worst analogy because for childbirth, you get a child, not a bald vagina. <laughs> I know, but a bald vagina is a lot quieter than a kid and it doesn't, this is true. <laughs> it doesn't shit and scream. It's But, um, but yeah, but I just I don't like the idea that that, that like when that girl I knew said that you don't deserve your man that that it's a given oh. that you're supposed to do that that that's become normal and anyone who doesn't is, you know, I think she talked somewhere on the, on that that boys on the bus on you know hi, yeah boys on the bus were like I fingered this girl and oh my god she had hair down there you know the idea that having hair down there is just completely horrifying I think that's what extra annoys me about the whole thing that yeah that's absolutely disgusting and I can't believe that people are yeah. like going that far with it. Yeah, so that's why I'm extra so. against it, that it's gone so far that people feel like it has to be done. That's really, really wrong, you know? If you personally Definitely. get something out of it, that's fine. But just the, the feeling that you have to, that you're, you're needed to as a functioning woman to have a bald vagina, yeah, <laughs> it's like... That, it's it's so, so counterintuitive. It's like, it's totally totally like pedophilia almost territory if that's what a guy would like need i don't know yeah well (sighs) finally you should say that because the girl who posted that the the guy she was dating looked like he was about 12 oh actually because i was kind of personally insulted that she said that you know and and i posted a comment to, to that effect i'm like well maybe if you if your boyfriend is you know appears to be 12 he needs that or something oh (laughs) I'm gonna insult you. So, was this all yeah. recent? This is a few years ago. Yeah. Oh, and you so. felt like you felt personally insulted by her with that. Well, I, I didn't like her essentially telling me that because I didn't do something as absurd as wax my my business mm. that I I didn't deserve to have my my man. Yeah. You know, it's like that, how dare that you? That was just really shaming. Like that's unfriending material for me. Yeah, honestly, yeah. like not really because it, I mean, it doesn't sound like you guys were that close to start out with, and I'd no. be like, oh, what is this person doing in my feed? Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, 
it was, and it was just such an unfeminist thing to say to it is oh so gross and she's not wasn't usually like that so anyway wow maybe but he yeah. did something to her what's that maybe he, re- maybe he rearranged her worldview <laughs> yeah <laughs> all right um cool well that 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 was uh, revealing somewhat <laughs> <laughs> Just wait till we get to the embarrassing email segment. Oh boy! You can't wait for that. I don't even know what that's going to be. Um, so uh, I have a great story to tell. But before we get to that, uh, I have a little contest for the oh listener. Bunyan, my sister, you are disqualified because I know that you already know the answer. <laughs> so in episode seventy-two, uh, I dropped a little a sound bite, and uh, it went like this: This game is stupid. Who cares about it anyway? So yeah, so the line, this game is stupid. Who cares about it anyway? Uh, uh, It's from a movie. If anyone can tell me what that movie is, I've already tried Googling it and it doesn't come up. So uh, yeah, if anyone knows what that's from, I will send you a prize in the mail. So, uh, and again, Bunyan, you are disqualified because you already laughed your ass off when you heard it. (laughs) Because you know what it is. So yes, listener, uh, write to me, Simone at dongtini.com and tell me what it is if you know. I will be so excited if you know. So I had to ask Simone too. I didn't yeah. know. And I'm hence disqualified. Yes. <laughs> so get after it, listeners. Don't let me think. Do it. So okay. you were um you've been emailing me recently about <laughs> the great paper towel mystery, each word capitalized. Yes. <laughs> About a certain dastardly situation involving a ubiquitous paper towel on a table in your lunchroom at work every day. That's right. Yes, the great paper towel mystery. I was very taken by your interest in this paper towel. I just love this. So yes, it's one of those. I made such what? Oh, I was going to say you made some advancements in on the case this week. (laughs) I I thought you could share it with the listeners. Yes. So yes, the great paper towel mystery, listeners. Um, This is one of those situations where. You know, you're, you're dealing with it. It becomes somewhat important part of your life, but you step back from it and realize how fucking inane and idiotic workplace events are and kind of hate your life when you realize how wrapped up in it you are. But um, for that reason, I feel like it has some, some merit and, uh, and, and hilarity. So um, I go to lunch around one thirty, and when I go in, there's a table I usually sit at. We have, like, sort of booths. And there's nearly every day fucking paper towel laid out flat and it's got sort of a scrunch in the middle like some of the <laughs> damp hands sort of scrunch it so it's not filthy it's not used to wipe a mouth or anything there's no stains on it but it's definitely been handled and used maybe as some sort of placemat and it's just left there and it fucking annoys me you know because i have a real i have a real problem with mystery unidentified paper products they really gross me out i don't like wadded up <laughs> tissues and you know like screwed up paper like toilet paper and or paper towels they all just creep me out because i they just it just has my brain thinking what happened what was this used for and i don't cope very well what happened so I, here <laughs> So anyway, so this paper towel has been bothering me for months and I figure it's somebody out in the warehouse, you know, that they have they have lunch earlier and they have break earlier than I do. So I'm like, oh, somebody's leaving it there. So anyway, so I always like lift it up and I like flip it so that I'm not ever touching the top of it. And I only touch the bottom side that was touching the table and then I throw it out and every time I'm so mad that I have to touch it. So anyway, even though it doesn't appear to be dirty at all. So anyway, so the other day I went into the into the break room just to get some water 
at around 10 o'clock, which is the time the warehouse staff has break. And I thought, oh, I wonder if I can catch somebody in the act. So already I'm degrading myself with my delight <laughs> at the possibility of, of, of finding something out about this great paper towel mystery. And so anyway, so then, so then uh, one guy is walking around and, um, oh yeah, it was Wapa Jr. And he was walking around and, uh, but he wasn't sitting down at that spot. So I was like, oh, maybe it's not him. I'm not going to say anything to him. And there was no paper towel here at this time, I might add. So anyway, so he was just hanging around and he's saying, hey, we're just chit-chatting. And this other guy walks in and he goes and sits right down at the spot where the paper towel always is. <gasps> so I said, are you the one leaving the paper towel there all the time? And then as I'm saying this, Whopper Jr. is walking out the door. So this other guy points to Whopper Jr.'s back like, it's him. And I was like, oh, man. And then he was gone. But I thought, hopefully he heard me complain so he won't do it anymore. And so, yes. Oh, <laughs> God, this is wow. idiotic. So then I start going off, what the fuck is wrong with people? I mean, what, who, who, what kind of fucking pigs just leave this shit here for other people? You know, and I'm going off and, and, and the guy's just like sort of laughing. <laughs> yeah, and then he, we have this song about Wapa Jr. You just sang that and I laughed. So anyway, and then, uh, and that was that. So then the next day I had lunch with two other girls from, um, uh, that work there and uh, and I was like oh we were just sharing workplace gossip and I mentioned this paper towel incident so here it is it's the next day and I'm like talking about the paper towel <laughs> to other people and so then I uh, told them about this and I said so this paper towel is always left there and I'm like oh yeah it's Bert and I was like it's him he was the guy that blamed Wapa Jr. he had like passed the buck and but the good thing is is that I and before I heard this I was all ready that if I saw it next time I was going to take it and leave it on Wapa Jr.'s desk. Like, oh. it's just like, oh, what happened to me? Why am I such a loser? <laughs> I'm so wrapped up in this stupid paper towel. But anyway, so now I found out it's the other guy and he just blamed it. But the good thing is that because I didn't know it was him, I kind of read him the riot act indirectly. Like, who nice. the fuck would do that? What kind of fucking person would do that? But he knew I was saying that to him even though he thought oh. I didn't know. So that made oh me feel God. kind of excited. Because if I knew it was him, I, I mean, I was already going about it kind of politely, you know? And then yeah. when he, I thought it wasn't him, I just went, wah, 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 wah. So, <laughs> oh, God. So I'm a fucking loser, everybody, who is, you know, ensconced in paper towel mysteries. So, um, yeah, there's that. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, that reminds me of, like, it's been over 10 years, but I was um, in the lunch break room, and there was, like, ramen noodles you know in the styrofoam cup that had been uh -huh. there forever oh. or at least because they're, they're everywhere like everyone puts them in there and i was like i'm just eating these i'm starving and um and so as i you know i put the boiling water on them and like i had them under a paper towel just like while they were soaking in the boiling water and this yep. this other nurse her name's stephanie also and she's like this gig she's the most butchest person woman i've ever known in my entire life and she comes in and she's like looking through the cabinets and she goes where are my new where's my ramen noodles and i'm like Ooh. and so i like had them on the table you know like under paper towel but i set them like on the chair next to me so they're under the table and i'm like what happened did someone eat your ramen noodles <laughs> she's like yes those fucking bastards taking all my food what kind of fucking coward would do that and i'm like oh my god i don't know that's horrible <laughs> Wow, you got the same thing. And I was like scared for my life almost. <laughs> she, wow. It was just me and her in this break room and she was so mad and she was like so <laughs> strong. <laughs> That's awesome. And I felt so guilty, but I'm like, oh, okay. 
um, in telling myself, it's just like a 50 cent cup of noodles, but I felt really bad because that was like, you know, it was hers and I thought that it would just been there forever, but yep. anyway. You should have bought the Ugh. same bought the same brand and then just replaced it. I did. I did. Oh, you did? But I just, oh, good, good, good. Yeah, I felt bad about it in the moment, though, that she, like, when she wanted it, it wasn't there, and then I'm like, oh, yeah, the people are assholes, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Now, you uh, mentioned before that uh, embarrassing emails that you were going to share. I, I, yes. I, you asked me to, if I had any, to, I couldn't think of any that I had accidentally sent. I'm sure there's some, but I couldn't think of any. So, yeah, yeah. share yours. Well, I was um, listening to Julie Klausner's podcast this last week, and um, she was telling a story about how she had sent, like, what was an important email to someone she really respected, something, you know, work-related. And she attached, you know, she's like, uh, here's the attachment. And she thought it was, like, her resume or something important. And it was <laughs> what she realized later that she actually sent them in the attachment was was a clip of, of guinea pigs eating a piece of watermelon. <laughs> And so she goes, she goes, if any of you guys have accidentally sent something embarrassing in an email before, can you please let me know so I feel better about myself? She's like, because I never heard back from these people that I wanted to hear from so badly. (laughs) So anyway, I sent her, this is like my epic story, and I don't know if this will ever get topped. Well, knock on wood. Um, So this is what I sent her. Dear Julie, when I had my first baby, he was ginormous. He ripped me up, and the doctor spent an hour sewing me back together. I sent out a mass email to every address I had announcing the birth. No grody details were given, of course, as this email went to all my bosses, extended relatives, and ex-boyfriends. A couple weeks later, my friend who was a midwife emailed me. I didn't notice she replied to all and thought it only went to me. You can guess where this is headed. She asked me, did you tear during the birth? If so, don't have sex for six weeks. I wrote back, I tore like a motherfucker, and as for no sex, well, too late. Then I hit send. It went to my grandparents, my great-grandparents, my in-laws, their parents, all my bosses, my exes, and my pastor. People immediately started emailing me saying, Stephanie, do you know that you sent that email about sex and your toe-up tank to that entire list? In my postpartum hormonal haze, I cried for three hours and then sent an email titled Retraction Statement. There was nothing else to do. The end, Stephanie. How are you? Not not good. Not good about many things. The facts contained in the subsequent things that followed. (laughs) Like that story makes me sad. Julia wrote back and she was like. Julie wrote back that she approved of the story and um, so then I figured well it might possibly get read on her podcast so I might as well read it on my podcast yes you totally should (laughs) scoop that bitch I'll think about it (laughs) (laughs) how are you now I'm okay I'm okay you're processing it still yep Yeah, I'm glad I didn't try to think of uh, of another one because if I did, you should have you should have kindly said tell yours first because mine will win. <laughs> <laughs> 
And it would have. So, yeah, no, I've n- never done anything like that. I mean, I get uncomfortable just if I send something completely innocuous to the wrong person, just because your tone changes between mm-hmm. people. You know what I mean? So even if yes. what you're sharing isn't even a secret, you just kind of, you know, are a bit more, you know, friendly or relaxed with some people and then you send that to the wrong person. Like, that just makes me uncomfortable, you know? But just being totally. that, oh, grandparents. Oh, exes. Oh, hey. For some reason, that was worse. Yeah, the ex must have been like, "Geez, I I should have dodged a bullet." (laughs) (laughs) I could have ended up with that. (laughs) Yes. Oh boy. Gosh. Well, I need to play some closing music because how do you seg out of that? God winks. Are you familiar with this phrase? No. Well, uh, a couple weeks ago, uh, I was at a friend's house and we were killing some time before going where we were going to go. And so, of course, we watched Mike Huckabee's show on Fox News. (laughs) (laughs) Of course. (laughs) And he had a guest on. I forget the guy's name, but it's not the point. But the guy was, I forget what he calls. There's another term for it, but his sort of slang term is God winks, which is what he calls it when crazy coincidences happen, that that's God winking at you. Yeah. So he told the story about how he met his wife and, you know, it was some sort of weird thing where they, oh, no, it wasn't how he he met his wife or how someone else had met their somebody and just all these different coincidences of people meeting and stuff and that's a God wink. You know, it's just like so gross and annoying. So anyway, but then... um, Greg was telling about this story about this woman who had accidentally married her father because she'd like not been separated from him when she was like a baby and then there's all these instances of like siblings who are like separated when they're when they're tiny like one goes with one parent and the other goes with the other parent and then they randomly meet and then they get together you know and so there's a recent story of a couple in South Africa who are um who are they were about to get married and their parents hadn't met. They'd been together for five years. The girl is pregnant and so the parents get together to meet about the wedding arrangements and then they realize that uh, the guy's dad and the girl's mum are, uh, uh, you know, fathered both of them. So they oh. freak the fuck out. Yeah. But, you know, isn't that a crazy coincidence? I guess oh. that's a God wink. God winking at me. <laughs> so I just, God I kind of really want to write to this good. guy and say that God is trying to tell people to have acceptance about incest, clearly, or else he wouldn't keep winking at, at, at siblings to get married as he keeps <laughs> doing over and over again. So I really want to write to this guy and uh, and, and and point these God winks out at him, to him and see what he has to say. Because, yeah, I think that's God's really... just winking with jolly men. He sure is. Dash dreams. <laughs> God wink. So, God wink. Good lord. So, yeah, that's why she does just print out the story and just write in red marker, God wink. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Okay. So, um, 
so yeah, just quickly, last night, or maybe sometime this morning, I've always <laughs> wanted to have a surprise party thrown for me. It's one of my one of my dreams in life. Only, yeah, but I just don't see Greg ever getting it together to do it because he's just not like a party sort of guy. So I'm kind of resigned <laughs> to the fact that it, that won't happen. Or somebody will spoil it for me and I will hate them so much. Even if you tried and somebody emailed me, so what time does the party start? I would like, <laughs> I would hate them so hard. But anyway, so last night I was having an actual dream and I think I was, I don't know where I was, but I was kind of confused and not in a familiar place. And then I opened the door and there was a surprise party for me. And I was so proud of my own brain. Like my own brain didn't tell me that there was a surprise party coming, even though it knew it. <laughs> Your brain is so thoughtful. My brain is so thoughtful. My brain gave me a surprise party. (laughs) (sighs) So in the dream, Bunyan actually organized it, but it wasn't really Bunyan. It was me. (laughs) Did you tell her yet? I haven't told. (laughs) Well, now she knows. But uh, thank you, Bunyan, sort of. We all know I did all the work. I invited everybody. And I'd like to thank Simone's brain for, for keeping that secret so well. Yes. It couldn't have been easy. It wasn't. I was so, like, I remember the euphoria. Like, I was so surprised. <laughs> oh, gosh. This episode, I just get sadder and sadder. <laughs> Paper towels and now this. <laughs> And don't forget the ripped up taint. (laughs) (laughs) We're all pitching in today. (laughs) Oh, gosh. Um, Now, listener, I have mentioned previously that uh, HBO is doing a Liberace made-for-TV movie, and it's coming out next year, and Michael Douglas is playing Liberace, and they are shooting it now, and there's a picture of Michael Douglas as Liberace, and I'm fucking stoked. I can't wait for this movie. It's going to be the television event of the year, 2013. You need to go stalk the set. See if you can get on there. Yes. (laughs) The guy will be filming there. Yeah, yeah. I should find out more about it. Right. Oh, God. So, yeah, so I'll post a picture of that on the website for all of you. I'm sure as most of you were interested in this film. So, yeah. And what was the name of the book again? Uh, Behind the Candelabra. It's by Liberace's <laughs> boyfriend. Matt Damon is playing the boyfriend. <laughs> That's just the best title. <laughs> I know. Behind the Candelabra. <laughs> Um, now we had a, a voicemail from listener Zach, which I'm not going to play because Zach, we couldn't quite. Uh, Zach was lovely, lovely, lovely message, and it warmed my heart. Um, but Zach, uh, I couldn't make out the URL. Neither could Stephanie, and I tried so many times to yeah, to, uh, to the to podcast it. you wanted us to listen to. So please text it to three two three three zero one dong, and we will check it out. But thank you, and then we will play your voicemail. Uh, after we've cleared that up so we can clear up the URL after we play it. So, yeah. Exactly. So, thank you for that. Um, now, we had a couple of texts also, um, just to wrap things up. So, um, <laughs> Stephanie, I know you can talk a lot about, about this because you're the one that showed it to me, but the text from uh, Crystal was, Hello, ladies of the Dong Kingdom. Please tell me what you've heard of Todd the Cat. If not, please Google this ASAP. Love, love the podcast crystal so yeah stephanie do you want to talk about this cat um i feel 
unqualified to talk about him other than the fact that because I just stopped at his name and immediately sent it to you. Well, yeah, well, I guess and his full name is what? Tartar sauce? upon him. Because his name is Tartar sauce. It was like a grumpy looking cat that is making the rounds on the internet. Oh, it's amazing. And his name is Tartar sauce. T-A-R-D-E-R space next word capital s sauce <laughs> <laughs> we loved it so much and its face is so grumpy it looks like oh i have to find a picture of the man who turned into a mule but there's a story called the man who turned into a mule and it had this really creepy picture of a mule's face that sort of had human features at the base of the nose and I, when we were kids i used to oh. make bunion kiss it <laughs> oh <laughs> you're so mean it is me i was like kiss it kiss it and then she would just do it just to thrill me so anyway oh. and, I, and i found the book when i was visiting like earlier this year and i made her kiss it <laughs> oh <laughs> so anyway, yeah, so it kind of looks like its face reminds me of the man who turned into a mule. It just has like a human quality to it, just the grumpiness and oh, it's amazing. I love Todd the cat, <laughs> or Tartar sauce. Poor thing. I hope it's happier than it looks. <laughs> I know. It's got to be. It's got to be. Like what do cats do? They lie around and sleep like 23 hours a day. Like come Yeah. It's just born with a grumpy downturned mouth. And he's got an amazing name. <laughs> it probably says that on his bowl. Oh, I just when I googled it on my screen, it says Lil Bub slams Todd the cat. Sounds like there's a there's a cat war going on between the oh. two. Are you familiar with Lil Bub? Do you know no. Lil Bub? Oh, Lil Bub. Oh, it looks like it's Is he a rapper been cat. Like, no, it's I don't know what's wrong with it, but it's it was like they found it and it was really fucked up, but it has no teeth, so it t its mouth is always open with its tongue out. So it's just like this really sad looking. It looks like it's been you know some sort of victim of radioactive fallout. So oh um, yeah, but it's like people are obsessed with Lil Bub. Like like I think it, people like have like Skype chats with Lil Bub and their T-shirts, and everyone's obsessed with Lil Bub. I, I like Lil Bub on Facebook, but yeah. So I guess Lil Bub and Todd the cat are now sort of you know battling it out to be the most famous internet cat so, oh. <laughs> so that's that's curious um i love cat wars i do um so lastly we have a voicemail from uh listener ariel and it says uh the fundamentalist christians on campus keep trying to woo me with their attractive men and free coffee how can they know my weakness for caffeine and dongs ariel <laughs> That's what a good Gosh. show. Hey, Ariel, have you heard the good news of Jesus Christ? Have some caffeine and dongs. <laughs> then we'll tell you some more. But it's so such a lie because they're not going to give up the dongs. They're going to withhold the dongs. <laughs> they're going to withhold the dongs after you, you're they're sucked in by dongs, the good news. They're packing dongs, but they're not unpacking them. <laughs> <laughs> they're Christians, Ariel. Don't fall for it. Just take the coffee and walk away. <laughs> <sighs> You can still get some dong out of that, though. I have them now. <laughs> well, thank you for tuning in, listeners. And we would appreciate it if you go to dongtini.com so you could see pictures of Tartar Sauce the Cat. And um, what else did we talk about? Link to Caitlin Moran's book. And let's see, what else did we talk about? Um, details on how to enter the contest. 
and more <laughs> pictures of the great paper towel that was crumpled and maybe some pictures of some god winks yes. and um, maybe um, some Liberace pictures um, yes. of the boyfriend of Liberace whom Liberace made get plastic surgery so he could look more like Liberace <laughs> because that's another one of Simone's of my favorite things so yes thank you so much for listening and until next time bye Simone bye Stephanie bye independently in partnership with feralaudio.com, an artist-friendly podcast collective. This artist reserves the rights to their materials. Visit feralaudio.com for other original shows and learn about our community of artists that help make this collective possible. Thank you for listening to this podcast.